Hello everyone, I am Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. Today we talk to Sympathy Card, an emo rock band from Arizona. While music is their primary form of art, they both participate in their own creative niches through sewing and drawing. Sterling started Sympathy Card in 2020 and after meeting James at work, decided to let him join the band. James and Sterling write their tracks separately, but work together to create a cohesive piece of music. They just released their debut album, 2002, and without further ado, the title track, 2002, by Sympathy Card. Sympathy card, uh, Sterling and James. Thank you guys both so much for being on with us today. You yes, having us? Thank you. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk a little bit about is like your your artisticness, and like this is outside of music. We're going to talk about because you both seem to do some very um, creative things outside of music as well. 
uh, you said that you're interested in like photography and like art in general, and then also um, sewing for James, correct? So tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about those endeavors. How you got involved in them? I guess I'm just there. I uh, I've been I music. I was not. I didn't get to me early. I started drawing. Like drawing was a huge thing for me forever. Um, then high. Uh, I started learning a little bit of guitar in middle school, and then I stopped, and then came back to it in high school. And I was like, no, this is what I want do drawings kind of taking a side seat but I still come back to it all the time I still um and I work at a school right now so I get to do a lot of drawing with the and the kids get all into it so <laughs> still get to do lots of drawing and uh been doing collages lately and stuff like that and photography I was just um I got a camera recently but I, I was always taking like iPhone pictures <laughs> so now I'm like stoked that I can actually do it tell us tell us about the sewing tell us about that so um, I'm the opposite. I started music with everything, and uh, it just became like basically my whole life. Um, but only recently I started sewing because I I I'm starting to get sick of it. Starting to get sick of music. Um, so I want another outlet to actually like do stuff. So my girlfriend, uh, she's kind of she's a punk. So uh, she. Uh, she like sews like battle jackets and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, you should start doing that." And she taught me how to sew. She she got me this jacket, and like I'm starting to sew all these like little patches. Got the boognish wing, got cyborgy king gizzard, you got the rush. So, what's your technique for sewing them? Because I tried to do that to a jacket, and I was lazy and also don't know how to sew so i tried to like iron and slash glue them on and they all fell off and it, now it looks uh, awful so what is your technique and how can i so learn i am a novice i'm okay um i there's just two um stitches i know how to do and that's the back stitch and then the other stitch that i can't remember <laughs> so this is a back stitch right here so what you do is you go under like with your thread and needle, you go under the jacket, push it all up, and then put it back in, and then, and then, all right. And you got this. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and it's, the other one. Well, the other one. Um, it's kind of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, except you kind of just push it. So you go from the back, and then instead of like going like this, like the lines, you push it here, <laughs> and then. Just keep going. It's pretty easy. Just a little, yeah. little time consuming, but I think my issue was I got like a lined jacket. So it was like a heavy denim jacket. And it was just I was like, ah, oh, this would be way too hard to do. And now I regret it because now I have like weird glue and like iron patches all over it. If, it looks if you're like interesting iron, iron on patches, it's gonna be really difficult since they're so thick. So learn my lesson. But now I know how to make it look cool <laughs> by sewing it. It looks like it looks like your your jacket and you're you're starting to take after your girlfriend and more than sewing you're starting to like just have that jacket full of stuff you're going you're going punk even though nothing's I don't really have any punk except for like a Jeff Rose stock that doesn't matter it's the aesthetic of it <laughs> I got the uh, my politicalness uh, no Nazis I really want to just deck out this whole thing. You're certainly getting there. You have quite a lot covered already. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, 
let me ask let me ask you Sterling um for drawing and whatnot when when you started to do that did you have like anyone that you particularly um were interested in like were there artists or art styles that you were kind of looking at when you started doing that yeah when I started I was so young it was more like you know just drawing you do whatever you want but then like as I progressed I, I got really into comic books so like I definitely like that huge like the comic book style and I do I do I do lots of figure drawings it's it's usually like figures um I wouldn't say it's like exactly like a comic style where it is now but it's definitely like the I like kind of simplifying things and it's very fluid um yeah definitely like comic artists I I could go a long time just naming some, but I won't bother because <laughs> I don't know how much that even shows in my work. It just the, the 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 whole the whole comic style is very very influence influential on my my drawing. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you probably did your art for the most recent thing that you guys did. Is that correct? It's got that very yeah. like semi comic book feel to it. Yeah. I uh, I drew up a little scribble at school of that that character. Um, just his head and I wrote not horny under it and I was like oh that's gonna be I'm gonna do something with that for the art I'll come back to it and I tried to do um I just got the adobe suite again so I was trying to like use illustrator and I was like trying to emulate it and I was like nah and then I tried to trace it and I was like it's not quite it and then like I took it into photoshop like what I had and pressed a couple buttons and then all of a sudden there was this cool pattern I was like hell yeah that's it and then I like cropped it on my favorite spot but uh, yeah, I, I did that, and then um, yeah, I mean that's yeah, it was all I did all the art for those. Well, he does all the art for everything, really. Oh, I mean, he, I guess, yeah. he is the, <laughs> yeah, that was that was the next question. Was uh, <laughs> do you do all the other art too? <laughs> I do, I do uh, most of the art and the promo stuff. So um, I just I just like art in general. Anything artsy, so like. All of our media that I, we put out or editing for the most part, it's me. If it's not a, you know, I'll make sure to say. <laughs> so I'm going to work with a couple other people that help us out. So, but like, I just made a video last night that we put out this morning is like a teaser or like any, any of the artsy kind of things I can do for the band. I'm all in on it. So. Yeah. So the, the other thing that you guys said you did was uh, play some card games and We've we've talked to some other people who played card games. My question is always, what kind? Like, are you guys playing blackjack? Are you guys playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Neither. You know, I'm genre wise. Genre wise, are we playing like trading card games? They're good. They're just goofy card games. You know, grabbing the box, but it's like he always comes stacked with like exploding kittens. I don't know if you guys have played that. Ah, okay. He has Munchkin, which is like. I don't know if you've heard of Munchkin. Yeah. It's so fun. James, like, every time James is over, he's like, so Munchkin? <laughs> like, it's like, because it is a big game. It is a big game. If we're too tired, then we do Exploding Kittens or we warm up with Exploding Kittens. Right. I don't have the actual box anymore because I bought all the expansions. This is, like, <laughs> um, I don't play Magic, but we got our Munchkin. Munchkin is everything. It's pretty good. It's fun though. Like, uh, in my eyes, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like if Dungeons and Dragons were easier and faster. Yes. And you God. have creative control, <laughs> so like it, it moves along. 
having having played both Munchkin and D and D, I that is super accurate. Yeah. That is an extremely accurate way of putting that. Yeah, I also bought. Oh, uh, we have our sick card sharpener, just because is, I have so many, and it's very cheap, as you can tell. It's breaking. <laughs> Wait, that's so smart. I didn't know that they sell. They sold those. Yeah, they sell these. This is like fifteen bucks on Amazon. Yeah, they have them at like casinos and stuff. Yeah, it's the little cards. Wow, makes so much sense. I guess I should go to a casino to see one in action. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my reason to go to a casino. I mean, might as well. Um. Yeah. Well, that's that's neat because now we have like a third genre of card game, which is like board game card games. That's kind of how I refer to those types of of games as, and I didn't really. There is didn't consider that. Munchkin, there is a Munchkin board that you can get because the way you win is like you go up to level 10. But we play with pennies for levels. Not everyone does that. Um, but there's a board where you can have your characters up, up a level. Yeah. And it just has places for your cards. I think our bag of pennies is pretty sick. I think the bag of pennies <laughs> is pretty sick too. So you, you both have like very similar. Um, areas of interest i'm gonna say you guys seem like pretty on the nose with a lot of this stuff but you got into music at very different times in your life so tell us a little bit about how you initially got into music like what what pulled you in what really got you into it um i i mean i've always listened to music i just remember like middle like fifth grade maybe i guess not really middle school but a little before is when i found like emo stuff and I got really into Blink, you know, like everybody does. And I definitely, I, I, I don't know what else to accredit it to, except for Tom DeLonge's juicy riffs. So, uh, but no, I, that, I mean, that's what got me into it. I think that I, as far as playing, that's, I, I mean, those songs are so accessible to a beginner and they're so fun. I think that's another part of it. Um, yeah, I think pop punk helped me like get into playing music because I was like, oh, I can totally, I can do this. <laughs> like this isn't necessarily like, you know, it's all power chords for the most part, so you can figure it out. Um, and then once I realized I could do it myself, I was like, oh, I really like doing this. Like this is fun. Like, my story is a bit more dense. Dense. Uh, <laughs> I, I started. I got my first guitar when I was four. Um, my dad was a huge musician. He. Uh, we had, like a, we had a whole jam room in our my childhood home um and like he he was my main inspiration for playing like guitar and bass that's my main my main stuff is guitar and bass but i'd like to play in a band that plays drums and it's really fun so um i i actually started actually learning guitar at seven and then picked up the bass at 12 and uh then my dad passed away, unfortunately, when I was 13. And I kind of use music kind of as a celebration of him. I'm, uh, but yeah, I did like music all in high school. I listened to a lot of like prog stuff. Zappa. Um, I, Sterling and I have almost pretty different music tastes, actually. Um, like the only three bands, two, two bands we really like. It was like a blink and then system of a down uh, and wonder years. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of similar interests, but sometimes things don't cross over no. like exactly. But it's fine. 
um, but yeah, I was. I also started playing drums when I was seven, but I only mainly focus on guitar and bass. I went to music school. Went to um, here, here's my flex. Went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, um, for a semester because I didn't have. A lot there, um, and my my proficiency was bass. Uh, so I'm I'm probably the best at bass, but I don't like I like playing guitar more. But the drums is fun too. We got him on two bass, two two yeah. bass tracks. I'm on I'm on a bass track. I play it fully on one, and then I play it on another. James is way better at bass than me because he can hit like all the <laughs> the slap bass and all the fun stuff. And I just I just I like playing riffs and. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's hard for me to play with a pick actually. <laughs> I'm all fingers, but it's fun. Yeah. So when did you guys start making music together? Like when did Sympathy Card form? Um well James and I met, uh we worked at a record store together. It's like a few years a few ago. A few years ago, but we've been buddies since. Um and then I put out the I recorded um the EP last year and I put it out myself. I did everything on that and then as I was starting to write more songs and then uh, one day James came over and he was like, you want to play the song, like the, the EP songs? I was like, damn, that would be pretty sick. And, <laughs> and, played them, and then he was like, so I'm in the band. And I was like, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then plus, I mean, I knew like, you know, James is an amazing musician, so he adds so much. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it was really just, he came over one day. We, we kind of talked about like if I would need a drummer at some point, cause I was, I had no plan. I was just making music for myself, whatever. And then, uh, and then he was over one day and we jammed. And I, I remember like us playing my songs and being like, holy shit, this is how this is supposed to be. Like, this is sick. Uh, so yeah, since then <laughs> uh, we've been working on stuff together. So He mainly writes like the main gist of the song. Um, I, I write the drum parts. He does like demo drums, but I don't listen to him. <laughs> uh, he sends me files with drums and then with no drums so I can like <laughs> write over it. Um, I mean, I use some, I used to use some of the drums parts for reference. Yes. But um, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. just way better than anything I could write. Yeah. <laughs> I send it to him like whatever. If there's something that I'm like, eh, then I'll let you know. <laughs> But it, it rarely yeah, ever happens. But like, and I I did a lot like post production wise. Like, yeah, it was it was sick having James here this time to like help me like because I do all the engineering and all the mixing and stuff. So like every time like before really easy to get caught in your own head and like getting like a cycle of like literally just fucking your song up and fixing it over and over again if you're doing it all yourself so like it's nice to have like James and be like hey what do you think about this and then he'd be like oh it just needs like just do this like one little thing that I wouldn't have instantly thought of and then it's like oh that's totally like that's so much better thing <laughs> so yeah definitely definitely love having James on everything I'm having a lot of fun too my mom doesn't like the music and she's really She's really upset that she can't like it. Um, <laughs> wants to like it. But uh, she, she lets us practice at her house. Exactly. All my cats run away. Thanks, <laughs> mom. So you guys, you guys um, apparently have such 
different tastes in music. How did you kind of converge um, into like what you're doing now? Like, if that makes sense. Um, I think part, okay. Part of it when I, when James joined the band, I was like, I just see like the one thing is like, these are my songs. So I'm going to be super nitpicky about things. And he was like, that's cool. I just want to play drums. And I was like, hell yeah. So like, if there's, yeah. (laughs) You can, you have most creative control. All I want to do is play drums. You can do it. Hell yeah. So like, it's a lot of me just, I know James is going to write something sick. So as long as I do whatever I want for my parts, then I, you know, I have the whole song structure Then I can just be like, James, like go full ham on this. And you guys have heard the album. So, you know, the drums are fucking insane. So like, I, and I love, you know, I love Blink and shit. So like, you know, I love some good drum tracks. I mean, so. I'm no Travis Barker, but I'm not, I'm not much of a sellout as him. Um, <laughs> Uh, damn taking shots <laughs> you have a lot of money in your board <laughs> yeah but i think i think getting it to converge in theory it's like oh how does that work but like really it's just like oh i do exactly what i what i want to do and then i'm like james do whatever you want to do <laughs> and then if there's any issues we'll talk about it it's it's fixed it's good <laughs> that's super collaborative in your own like while staying in your own lanes like you're doing what you want he's doing what he wants and then it comes out and you guys have a great album thank you we're on the album we're here now um tell us a little bit about it like how you guys decided to make an album um just what the what the feel you wanted you know like tell us what you can about this album um was not supposed to be an album at first um the same week that i sent off the tracks for the ep the first ep i sent those off um i was hanging out and then i just wrote three more songs literally that week and i was like and it's they're on the album it's sunday uh foreign and high note Foreign was the first song. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean, I, actually, I wrote it in reverse order of what I just said. <laughs> but uh, um, I wrote those three like that first week after, and then it just like they started accumulating, and um, slowly I started getting a few more. And I was thinking when James joined, I had a few, and I was like, let me write a couple more. We'll do like an eight song, like you know, like mini LP or whatever. Um, and then I just accidentally wrote a bunch of more songs. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I like them all too much. There was a while where I was, we were thinking about, like I was talking about taking a couple off and having more B-sides with singles, but I was like, no, I like all these songs yeah. too much. I'm too, I don't want to leave them. Um, but yeah, it was really, it wasn't supposed to be an album. It just kind of, they just, I write all the time and they just accumulate. And then I'm like, oh, here's enough for something. Let's do something with it. Um, so, yeah, it's a little, I think that's part of why it's, there's such a, I feel like there's kind of a diverse type of, or, you know. So how long has this process been writing the album? Because it sounds like you just wrote one after the other and it was a super fast process. It, it I guess, yeah, I guess. I, um, so I wrote the first one that would have been like almost a year ago. So like it's, I wrote, um, 
yeah, I had like those like six to eight, eight songs or whatever, like early on. And then um, I kind of kind of hit a like a stump for a bit. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, but we were practicing a lot and doing other stuff. And then uh, all of a sudden it hit me and I wrote the, like the the second half of the album. And I was like, um, yeah, it, it, it was a, a long process, but it wasn't like some stressful thing where I was like, oh, I need to write all these songs or I need to do this or um it all just kind of came as it came and then we spent like two weeks tracking um we turned my whole bedroom into it was more was it i guess oh i guess it was two weeks of drums probably and then whatever we spent we spent a while tracking drums in my room um very smelly and very it got very my we you know we live in arizona and our house is very old so like it gets hot in here already and then we had like no in here so sweaty when i play drums (laughs) but no and then after we had everything like like james said i i mentioned or he mentioned i sent him everything so he could write the drum parts and then um there was a while where i kind of wanted to use as much of what i had on the ep and kind of remix everything and then play it get it in with the drums but then we were like no that's stupid just redo everything yeah. it's gonna sound better it's gonna be way cooler um so sound more together yeah definitely sound more together we got so we took you know a couple weeks or a little while and did the drums it was uh and then i just busted ass on the the guitar and vocals and stuff like i think i did the guitar vocals and bass for everything and like pretty much unless we added little things here and there I did it in like two days I just like locked myself in my room and like did a couple overnighters and just fucking pumped it out because I was like I want to get this done I was like I was, I was so jealous that James had like everything tracked I was like I want to track everything now. <laughs> um so that was uh yeah it was just like uh within it was like March April yeah we recorded I think one of the things we were a little bit curious about with the album is we have this kind of um, difference in in titles. Like we have, you know, like Sunday and Foreign and, and then also Not Horny and Piss. And how do you how do you come up with these names? Because some of them are just wild. Well, if I don't when I'm if when I'm writing the song or either writing or tracking it, if by tracking, I do not have like a uh easy working title that i pulled from the lyrics i just like think of it i'll either look around and like find something like a word and just like something based on that or it's just like i mean piss i was just i think i named the original that one i think is i wrote piss on the voice memo where i originally recorded it because i couldn't think of anything and then i was like huh um and then yeah the weird ones it's kind of hard to say sometimes it's like like stunts life short stunted is a hot rod quote um what else yeah piss is absolutely there's no reason for that uh not horny was originally called upside down but i was like i feel like that does not fit the vibe of this song at all so then when i sent it to james i had it called horny police and then i was like not horny better um then jovi i could not for the life of me think of a name it's not like somebody's name or anything really i just i wanted i remember when i couldn't think of anything i was like wouldn't it be funny if we just named a song living on a prayer and then every time we or like we named it bon jovi or something and then every time we played it we could be like this song's called and then we could just insert any bon jovi song title and then play jovi 
Um, you never told me this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm cutting the bond off of it and I'm just naming it Joe because I thought it looked cooler. Yeah, um, I think it looks everyone would think it's a Bon Jovi tribute. Yeah, but it, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I did not keep the full name. I still will probably that throw is, some Bon Jovi references when we play it. That answers my question <laughs> about the title. Um, and then G and Penis, sorry, we have all the, we have the progress board for the album on the wall still. So every time I'm like, what songs did I write? I have to look over it and like remember what I named them. Um, and then G and Penis was, um, we went on the, we've been on the, you know, we work with the Good Noise podcast fairly often, and they had um, a One Direction cover comp that we did a song on, and uh, the riff from GN Penis is just like a way souped up version of the riff I used on that. <laughs> so I was like, I got to throw, throw some credit to them. And then I just, uh, I think I had a file that I sent to them for a performance or something or bloopers or something that had to do with the, a performance we did for them was called GN Penis on my computer. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the, the one. one. <laughs> wow. So each title is very well thought out. In a weird way. Yeah. In, in a, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're jumping through a lot of hoops to get to these names. That's okay. Yeah. I'm all about it. It's okay, but they all make sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they make perfect sense. Uh, I promise you, all the stuff I've written for the next stuff, it 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 holds up. We still got everything I've written since we recorded all this. It, it it's just as weird. It's it's <laughs> oh, this makes sense as a song title, and oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> So does that mean you're already like writing more stuff? I, I tweeted out a while ago, like literally the week that we were tracking, I was like, oh fuck, I just wrote four more songs and there's still uh, gotta do something with them. <laughs> I was like, maybe we'll put out another ETs and I don't fucking know. But uh, since then I've written more. I think we, I've got like, they're not like demoed out, I, but I have like all the voice memos. So like I have the structure and stuff. <laughs> and the lyrics and my guitar for like or at least the rhythm guitar for like seven or eight more songs already so i about to have two full-length albums within the same year i don't know if it's overkill or six no, so we'll keep, see. you're right <laughs> so what's the process of the you said you had like four songs written when you start were tracking what's your process for writing a song is it lyrics first is it melody is it like something on your um like voice recording on your phone yeah. like um, usually i would say the majority of them is are uh just i sit down with my acoustic and i write something um okay write it out in my notebook and then i once i think it's done it usually happens pretty quickly um i'm like okay voice memo it hang on to it and then have a second i'll demo it and then we can add all like the but as far as songwriting goes yeah it's just me i just hang out with my acoustic guitar for a while um sometimes i'll have like kind of had like a line in my head or like i wrote it in my phone that day and i thought maybe that's a starting place um not always sometimes i just like have a progression and i kind of mumble until i am like oh that's kind of turning into something and then it gives me a starting point and i can go on from there um and there uh then there's songs like 
there's a couple on of the new ones where like there's one I wrote the entire thing at work I was just hanging out I work at a school so I was just hanging out and I wasn't doing much at the time I was just in my head and I was thinking of I thought of a lyric and then I was like oh there's the next one there's the next one there's the next one and then I wrote everything down on my phone and then like I spent like I was sitting there and I could hear, you know, all the chords and everything. And I text James and I was like, dude, I just wrote a song. It's like the most Wonder Years song I've ever written. Yeah. This is fucking sick. <laughs> and then um, uh, and then I went home and it, I sometimes like I, I'll do that where like, I'll write a bunch of lyrics and I'll try to like translate it to something. And I'm like, oh, I can't figure out how to do this. But that time, like I heard it perfectly in my head. I went home and I was like, I did it like exactly how i i heard it earlier in the day and i was like yes this is sick so usually they don't it doesn't most of them aren't that hard like i don't have that hard of time getting stuff to come together usually um there's some where it takes a little bit longer um but for the most part i usually just kind of let whatever flow out and then i um i don't know it also helps i don't a lot of the songs like i write aren't like super they're not always like structure structured like verse chorus bridge i know i have a lot like that but then there's you know like there's even on the album there's like cling or jovi where it's literally like verse 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 chorus like <laughs> chorus then bridge-ish kind of breakdown thing and then like another verse okay <laughs> um uh so yeah i, I usually just kind of let whatever whatever is coming out i'll let it come out and then if i need to play with the structure i'll do that and then I send it to James and I'm like, this is good, right? And he's like, yeah. And then, and then we'll demo it. So I did actually want to like go back to something real quick. And that is like, before we, before we started recording, I asked about the posters on the wall behind you. Yes. <laughs> and you said that you just go into Goodwill and buy anything that you think is funny yeah. Any- or makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. And, um, what you have on the wall is what looks to be, um, like, ads for, like, medicine or something. I'm going to say there's a, an old man says, I'm healed with his arms crossed. I'm cancer free. Um, looking like uh, Titanic. What what other weird things have you got while while you do this? We have a, we have a shelf where most of the weirdest stuff is left. Uh, well, I mean, I've got my Yoda and my baby from the album cover. All right. I've got okay. Stuff. And I use them for like when we do covers. I post the art. I just take a picture of something weird on you. I'm loving the uh, what looks to be old lady rock'em sock'em robots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm always just finding weird shit. Like any secondhand store, I'm like. I'm on it. <laughs> that's my, that's my shit. I feel like, I don't know, there's been like places where I live where it's like, you know, like it's gotta be like, it's gotta look nice and it's gotta be this. And I'm like, yeah, but that's for me. I just buy stupid things at the store and like put them around my room. Like that's so now like, that's what our makes it, makes it a little more fun when I walk through the hall. <laughs> exactly. It makes up for some good album covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like first photo shoot we did we posed with a lot of those yep. items <laughs> like the, the old lady uh pop him sock him yeah <laughs> buckaroos our shrek uh stuffed animal yeah um playboy magazine lots of playboy magazines and like 
I when we worked at the record store, it was also like, you know, like DVDs or like anything like vintage or used, like, like got right, yeah, pop culture shop. You know, it's like half pop culture shop, half record store, but we buy a lot of it and use. So like really weird shit would come through sometimes. So like I have like weird porn DVDs up there that just like we're like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> um, or like I've got the like ICP movies on DVD, like uh there's like a cowboy one and i don't remember what the other one is but they just look so goofy or i've got like shaggy two dope action figures over there <laughs> i saw guns and roses albums i just saw that oh it's one. not a guns and roses album it's not? it makes you think it's a guns and roses album then you open it and it's just a piece of gum it's shaped like a cd because it's like a i guess it was a company in like the 90s like a like a thing that they did like some gimmick. everyone listening James just got up and went over to look at it because <laughs> you did not know it wasn't a real <laughs> record. Gums and yeah, it's posers. Gum and posers. Sweet. Wow. Wow. And it's you know so old that it. You, if you terrible. ate that, you would definitely die. But it's still. Oh, oh my god. Gross. That's like hard. That's like solid. That's like a few of the weird things end up being gross. But so platinum edition. No, it's not too. I've got the. Uh, I used so to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch South Park with the cheesy poofs. Um, that they, uh, you know, like the uh, chips that they yeah. eat. I have like a commemorative like cheesy poof bag. It's like actually got like the cheese balls in it, but it's from like disgusting. 2012. Uh, it like. I actually got that at a convention, but it's a little different, but it's like still on my shelf and it's just like, just, it's disgusting. It's like, you can feel like how greasy and gross they are inside after like (laughs) 10 years. Disgusting. Yeah. I just like hoard weird shit and display it. There's a nutrition facts on the back. On the album, the back of the CD. That makes me wonder how many more like different albums were made <laughs> albums end quote oh my god all of them are right there this is series two by the way yeah wow oh that's awesome that's like a collect them all <laughs> i'll put this back later afterwards. yeah you can oh that's lovely this is a gun in a cd case that's so tasty <laughs> so we're on weird shit and I think it's 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 hard for us to talk to you guys without bringing up your social media it's on him too I I <laughs> what what is going on there um well uh at first I was just doing like regular band posting um and then Early on, I was like, I'm going to try my hand at, like, running ads on Instagram, you know, just, like, cheap dollar a day kind of thing, because that's pretty accessible. Um, And it was working all right. Um, And then by chance, I was like, I'm going to try this. And I made, I just took a bunch of memes, like, one for each song on the first EP, and then swiped through it, and it shows different memes that, for the most part, have absolutely nothing to do with the songs. (laughs) But then, like... (laughs) it plays this song but then like that was like the ad that like blew like did like crazy well and like I kept getting more traction from it and I wasn't really putting that much into it so I was like okay so 
I was like, I guess I'm going to start shit posting. And, uh, and the more like obscene or dumb it got, like, the, the, you know, those ones do best. Like, anytime I post about fucking Lois Griffin's boobs, like, the numbers, like, it's almost frustrating. Oh, it was sent to like 40 people and like 80 people bookmarked it and it got way more likes than anything I did recently. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll fucking milk it and see what <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. It's it's kind of fun though too, because like I've never been like that into social media. And this at least is like entertaining for me because I get to make stupid memes on my break and like just on there all the time. So it's kind of a fun source for that, even if it's like Sometimes it's like, damn, I'm really making another lowest boob meme today. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, this is fucking fun. Like, I made, like, three memes on my break today, and it was sick. <laughs> a little shameless, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could admit that, and you could still do it. And, you know, that's what matters. You're just like, who cares, right? Yeah. You're getting it done. <laughs> Sometimes like- You're having fun with it. I'll have the most passive-aggressive captions on them, too, sometimes, because, like, I do not care about this one. <laughs> I know you guys are going to like this, but it is so stupid. <laughs> like, like I just posted, ha, 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 <laughs> get it? <laughs> like, one the other day. Did well. And we like to comment on their, like, personal accounts, like, oh, you guys suck oh, so yeah, much. Oh, we'll, <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, you back. <laughs> we'll make fake beef with our personal accounts exactly. on the main like the we've had a couple of trolls like we posted one that was like they were saying some fucked up stuff to us like very much like off yourself and like all these terrible yeah. things like this long ass paragraph and james and i were just like james sent it to me and we've been like he'd been sending us weird things but it hadn't gotten to that point it <laughs> just was like this crazy thing and uh Anytime shit like that happens, like it happened again in our, on our Twitter with something different. Like it wasn't as intense, but every time it happens, I just screenshot it and I put it on our story and I'm like, check out our number one fan. <laughs> oh my God. Do not take anything on the social media accounts seriously or else I, it's not going to be entertaining for me at all and it's not going to be lucrative. I don't think so. Like they're just so funny. Like you're just so good at putting them together because they make sense with whatever the meme or like the trend is, and they're just so good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying them. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I will say I actually I have I have a friend who sends me them too. It'll be like I'll do them forever, and damn, I'm like I'll be like running out of memes because like I'll stock up on them. I gotta like I can't think of anything funny right now. And then my friend will send me like a, a set of like five memes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. Shout out, shout out to Nicole for always. <laughs> and then people tag us in anything. Like I get so many things where it's like people tag us in like Lois Griffin smoking weed posts. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess that's the brand now. <laughs> so that was that was really it. I just wanted to kind of get some clarification on that. We can get back into like some musical stuff now. I think one of the things we wanted to ask you guys um, is like what in what inspires you to write? So you kind of just put all this stuff together. Um, like you said, you just kind of do it. Like it happens sometimes. Like what are some things that you kind of think about that like help you to write a little bit? Um, I would say it's just, I think 
forever it was like I wanted it to be this like release like oh I you know like of like negative things but over you know since like writing this album like I've come to like the realization like it doesn't need to be like I can just I I think I I have a lot of trouble expressing myself in general um so I think to me like the obvious thing at first was like you know any frustration kind of things or negative emotions like that but there's a lot of things like I mean these songs aren't all like fucking sad like so sometimes I think it's just like and this this has kind of been a way for me to like oh I can put this piece of myself into something too like you know like it's it, um and I think on the stuff I've been writing past this that shows as well um but yeah I think uh just the idea that I can like express I feel like all these songs in a way are like something that I've always wanted to say but I, I'm very self-conscious about talking about things sometimes so like it's like if I got to take like my thought process and kind of just absolutely like go like full perspectionist and be like okay I want to say this but only if it feels like the perfect way to say it the perfect way for me to be able to say it whatever whatever that is so I know I know that James, you're not like writing lyrics and stuff, but uh, what what do you do? What's your process? Uh, what kind of inspires you to do music now? Um, with sympathy card or um, in general? A little so, bit of both. So with sympathy card, usually drum parts kind of just come naturally for me. Um, I mean, I do listen to the demos sometimes, but um, or he'll tell me. Oh, I want this, <laughs> but um, I'll be like, okay. Um, but a lot of the times, yeah, drums kind of come naturally, writing wise. But I do, I I do write my own stuff. Like I was in, I had my own band for a few years and working on two EPs for like the final hurrah. He's mixing one, yeah. and then I have another friend that's mixing another, and. For that band, we're the Dittamores, as um, and get those two EPs out, and then kind of uh, end the band, I guess, and just kind of create my solo project where I I do everything, and when I tour, I make people play. <laughs> they don't have any control. <laughs> they they play my songs. Have no say about it. Um, we we both we both have. Uh... <laughs> but i for those songs i've been working on like new stuff i I, it's hard it's hard for me to write um because i just don't have a lot of motivation and i i was recently diagnosed with a carpal tunnel so it really hurts to play for long long amounts of time and it's kind of a uh it sucks it's bad what what inspires you what inspires me i don't know I have no clue. Usually, you know, I actually listen to new music sometimes. That's like I've been getting, there's this band called the Cardiacs. They're, they're, they're crazy. They're, oh my God. They they are. It's a lot. It's a lot. But listening to them, like, it just makes me want to start writing. But then I write, I, I play for 15 minutes and then no more. Um, but yeah, inspired. I don't know. Also, my dad. Thinking about him inspires me as well. I'm I'm very unintentionally influenced by him, um, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the end. As someone who listens to and mixes James's songs, I I don't know. I'll just say I, I notice when James writes, it's always one of them. 
they're they're cute. I feel like they're nice. Yeah, they are nice. Like same song, like he has same songs song about friends. And like um, I always when I hear James's music, I'm always like, this is this this is fun. Like this is nice. Yeah, like, this is. I usually try to write. Um, I mean, I take music seriously, but I want to make like fun songs. Not maybe not accessible, but um, make my own stuff. Um, they are fun though. I wanna. I want people to enjoy what I like, but I'm not focusing on that. You know what I mean? You guys both have some stuff uh, that you're working on. It seems like. Um outside of obviously this album and uh, maybe another LP or album by the end of the year. Uh, do you guys have anything like planned or like figured out, like any ideas generally speaking that you want to do? Yeah, we actually just for, just for sympathy card stuff, we actually have a few things on the way. Like um, we just finished a set for like a live stream. that's going to go out soon. Um, and since we got to do that and I've been practicing, like we have a jam room at our, my house, but we practice at James's house because he has like a way nicer <laughs> drum kit than me. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, so like I've been practicing like miking like live setups, um, and we did that. So I feel like the thing we've been talking about doing is like, we've talked about doing some live versions of some of the songs yeah. and just like, I, I mean, I, I love like the the engineering side of everything too so like i get really into that and then i and i would love to hear all these songs like all gritty and live and stuff like like we did for this set um get more get other people to play the stuff but they have no control either they're just session musicians (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's we've talked about that kind of stuff yeah um we have we have some local friends out here in bands that uh kind of talked about doing some stuff with i can't really nothing's for certain for sure yet nothing's done or uh anything but we we do have some plans to work on a few things soon sydney do you have any other questions for sterling or james so where can everyone who's listening find you guys where can we follow you on social media where can we find your music yeah uh twitter and instagram are both just sympathy card az no spaces no nothing um if you go to either of those, our link tree should have all of our streaming things, but we're on Spotify. We're on Apple music. It should be on just about everything. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. the, uh, album the album just came is out. already out. <laughs> <laughs> the album just came out. <laughs> Everyone has said that. Everyone has said that. Yeah. Go listen to it. Go listen to it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check, check out 2002 on, uh, Sterling and James Sympathy Card, thank you guys again so much for being on. This was a lot of fun. This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKT Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon.